Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst of FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts in about a week. Then we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, we'll look at analyst revisions to earnings estimates for S&P 500 companies for the second quarter and for the full year. Second, we'll look at guidance issued by S&P 500 companies for the second quarter and for the full year. But first, let's do a preview of the second quarter earnings season for the index. Analysts and companies have lowered earnings expectations for the second quarter. As a result, estimated earnings for the S&P 500 for the second quarter are below the expectations at the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is expected to report its lowest earnings growth rate since the fourth quarter of 2020. Now we'll discuss both earnings estimate revisions and earnings guidance in more detail in the second half of the podcast. So as of today, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the second quarter of 2022 is lower than the estimate at the start of the quarter. The S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 4.1% as of today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 5.9% back on March 31st. If 4.1% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the second quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the second quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. In the second quarter of 2021, the S&P 500 reported year-over-year earnings growth of 91.1%, which is the second highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since 2008. Companies also continue to face macroeconomic headwinds, including higher costs, supply chain disruptions, labor shortages, and the military conflict in Ukraine. At the sector level, six of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 217%, the industrial sector at 27%, and the material sector at 14%. On the other hand, five sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the financial sector at negative 23%. The estimated net profit margin for the S&P 500 for the second quarter is 12.4%, which is above the five-year average of 11.1%, and above the previous quarter's net profit margin of 12.3%. However, it is below the year-ago net profit margin of 13.1%. Looking ahead, analysts expect earnings growth of 10.5% for the third quarter and 9.7% for the fourth quarter. For all of 2022, analysts are predicting earnings growth of 10.2%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 15.8, which is below the five-year average of 18.6, and below the 10-year average of 16.9. It is also below the forward P.E. ratio of 19.4, recorded at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st, as prices have decreased while the forward 12-month EPS estimate has increased during this time. And during the week, no S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the second quarter. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is analyst revisions to earnings estimates for S&P 500 companies. Given concerns in the market about a possible recession, did analysts lower EPS estimates for S&P 500 companies more than normal for the second quarter and for the full year during the second quarter? The answer is no. Over the past three months, 
analysts lowered EPS estimates for the second quarter by a smaller margin than average and increased EPS estimates for the full year. Now, we typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. For those of you that are not familiar with the bottom-up EPS estimate, it is an aggregation of the median EPS estimates for all the companies in the index into a single EPS estimate for the entire index. During the second quarter, analysts lowered earnings estimates for companies in the S&P 500 for the quarter as the Q2 bottom-up EPS estimate decreased by 1.1% from March 31st to June 30th. Now, in a typical quarter, analysts usually reduce earnings estimates during the quarter. During the past five years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 2.4%. During the past 10 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 3.3%. And during the past 15 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 4.7%. Thus, the decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate for Q2 recorded during the second quarter was smaller than the 5-year average, the 10-year average, and the 15-year average. However, it should be noted that the second quarter also marked the largest decrease in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter since the second quarter of 2020, when there were widespread lockdowns in the U.S. due to COVID-19. At the sector level, seven of the 11 sectors witnessed a decrease in their bottom-up EPS estimate for the second quarter, from March 31st to June 30th, led by the consumer discretionary sector at negative 19.3%, and the communication services sector at negative 8.1%. On the other hand, four sectors recorded an increase in their bottom-up EPS estimate for Q2 during this period, led by the energy sector at 38.6%, and the materials sector at 8.6%. Now, while analysts were decreasing EPS estimates in aggregate for the second quarter, they were also slightly increasing EPS estimates in aggregate for the second half of 2022. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter increased by 0.4% from March 31st to June 30th, while the bottom-up EPS estimate for the fourth quarter did not change during this period. Given the small increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter and the larger increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter, Due to companies reporting positive earnings surprises, analysts also increased EPS estimates for all of 2022 during this period. The calendar year 2022 bottom-up EPS estimate increased by 0.8% from March 31st to June 30th. At the sector level, five sectors witnessed a decrease in their bottom-up EPS estimate for 2022 from March 31st to June 30th, led by the consumer discretionary sector at negative 13.5%. On the other hand, six sectors witnessed an increase in their bottom-up EPS estimate for 2022 during this time, led by the energy sector at 32.1% and the materials sector at 9.1%. In addition, analysts increased earnings estimates slightly for calendar year 2023 during this time, as the bottom-up EPS estimate for 2023 rose by 0.2% from March 31st to June 30th. Although the bottom-up EPS estimates for both 2022 and 2023 are higher today compared to March 31st, both estimates are also lower today compared to the middle of June. Since June 14th, the bottom-up EPS estimate for 2022 has declined by 0.4%, while the bottom-up EPS estimate for 2023 has declined by 0.5% during this period. The market will certainly be watching EPS estimate revisions over the next few weeks, to see if mid-June marks an inflection point in the direction of the bottom-up EPS estimates for 2022 and for 2023. 
Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is guidance issued by S&P 500 companies. Again, given concerns in the market about a possible recession, are more S&P 500 companies than normal issuing negative EPS guidance for the second quarter and for the full year? The answer is yes. More S&P 500 companies are issuing negative EPS guidance for the second quarter and for the full year compared to recent averages. However, the numbers are not at record high or peak levels. Now, in determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. In terms of quarterly EPS guidance, 103 S&P 500 companies have issued quarterly EPS guidance for the second quarter. Of these companies, 71 have issued negative EPS guidance and 32 have issued positive EPS guidance. The number of companies issuing negative guidance is above the 5-year average of 59 and above the 10-year average of 66. In fact, the second quarter has the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance for a quarter since the fourth quarter of 2019. However, it should also be noted that the number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance for the second quarter is below the peak number of the last 10 years at 87, which occurred in the first quarter of 2016. In fact, the number for the second quarter does not currently rank in the top 10 for the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance for a quarter in the past 10 years. At the sector level, the information technology sector at 27, the consumer discretionary sector at 10, and the industrial sector also at 10 have the highest number of companies issuing negative guidance for the second quarter. On the other hand, the information technology also has the highest number of companies issuing positive guidance for the second quarter at 18. In terms of annual guidance, 238 S&P 500 companies have issued annual EPS guidance for calendar year 2022 through June 30th. Of these companies, 132 have issued negative guidance and 106 have issued positive guidance. The number of companies issuing negative guidance is above the 5-year average of 105 and above the 10-year average of 117 for this point in time in the calendar year. The current year has also witnessed the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative annual guidance through June 30th since 2019. Again, it should be noted that the number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance for the full year is below the peak number of the last 10 years as of June 30th of 142 which occurred in 2014. In fact, the number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance for 2022 currently ranks as the fifth highest number in the past 10 years for the midpoint of the year. At the sector level, the healthcare sector at 27, the industrial sector at 22, and the utility sector also at 22 have the highest number of companies issuing negative guidance for 2022. On the other hand, the information technology sector at 22, the healthcare sector at 21, and the industrial sector at 18 have the highest number of companies issuing positive EPS guidance for the year. The market will certainly be watching for quarterly and updated annual EPS guidance issued by S&P 500 companies during the second quarter earnings season over the next few weeks for the potential impact of revised guidance on earnings estimates for the rest of this year and for next year. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. Music.